<laughs> it was such great aim, Hiram. <laughs> great aim at what exactly? <laughs> you know, use use your own context clues if you wish. If four per- why you all you men are the same? I swear to God, you guys are just like I've been living on two percent battery life for the past three weeks. It's like fucking why? <laughs> Charge your phone at night, Jesus. <laughs> why is it related to men? Because it, it's so funny. Ian, do you do that shit? I feel like you do. This weekend, yes. Bucket, but yeah. no, no, most of the time, right. I charge my phone every night, and I got a full battery, and then it's like by thirty percent by the end of the day, every day. You know, see, see me on Monday. I'm gonna prove you wrong. Just Monday morning, immediately, I'm gonna jump up in the middle of class. One second, Doctor Amanita. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check this whole battery. Jump me! I don't. I don't give a flip. I'm from Florida. I'll rip you apart. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Yes. Look. Came full circle. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, I guess we're letting everyone in on on a pretty fun inside joke. You want to take it away? Do you want me to explain the situation? Will it be funny to them though? That's the question. They understand. Full send. Just full send. Full send. If they don't get it, then they're just scrubs. (laughs) They gotta get good. So. Hiram and I, aka the Jew, we were out bar hopping and we were standing outside this bar and then we just hear this girl talking to her friends and they were about to walk in the bar. Very loud. Being very loud. And she was like, yeah. And then my dad said, fuck you, I'm from Florida. And then everybody else said, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's stuck with us, man. And so now it's like an inside joke. We're like, Fuck you, I'm from Florida. No, no you're, you're not. not. God you damn, that's so Florida. good. That, yeah. Oh my God. Ian and I were like, no, you're not. Bro. I thought you knew the joke for a second. I'm like, what? No, that's fucking amazing. But that's why I said it came full circle because it worked out. Perfect. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's good times. <laughs> and now everyone knows the inside joke. <laughs> just, just want to clarify, I am from Florida. <laughs> yes, Noelle is from Florida. Boo, bitches! We back. <laughs> we back in black. Hmm. <laughs> you are wearing a black shirt. Oh my god! I don't have COVID. I swear. <laughs> sorry, Jesus. This is a great start. Oh shit! Sorry, I just I thought I said something racist, but ACDC has a song "Back in Black," so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, where we talk about things that aren't supposed to be talked about. Today is going to be a good episode, because we got Noelle with us. Hey, hi, hello. Hi, Noelle. <laughs> hi. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Special guest. Special guest? Just average guest. Damn. Average. <laughs> There's nothing special okay. about me. <laughs> maybe maybe you need to go back and watch a few of our episodes. We talk about positive self-talk a little bit. <laughs> oh, you, you don't know me at all. <laughs> I, will, I will wreck this podcast. <laughs> We're about to get to know you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited. Excited to be here. Yeah, hell yeah. We're, we're happy to have you here. Noelle is Hiram and I's uh, mutual friend. College buddy. College buddy. And I've known Noelle for like four years. <laughs> we just didn't realize. <laughs> and didn't know that. Had <laughs> classes together and everything. Had yeah. classes at two different colleges. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, by the way, we've known each other for four years. Because I knew Noelle and you're like, you know Noelle. Right. And yeah. then Hiram is, well. I'll let you. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've known Noelle for a bit too. We went to the same college, two different colleges. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we finally had a class together at Fort Lewis in Noel's last semester. Yeah. We had a couple classes together at San Juan and none at Fort Lewis until this semester. I feel like we also had, like, we met each other in high school. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. So we go back. We go back, yeah. <laughs> Woo. San Juan College is when I really started to get to know you. Yeah. And then... And we didn't really see each other much of them until now. And now you're on our podcast. Yeah. It's fucking wild. What a time. <laughs> Sorry. Hiram and I are sharing the same mic, and we just don't want to kiss each other accidentally. So I'm trying to fix the see, mic here. I want them to kiss accidentally because <laughs> no, I don't have an OnlyFans. I would get an OnlyFans <laughs> if they did. <laughs> Well, <laughs> just, just, just to see that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's oh, no, man. that's the only thing I have. Damn. Well, today we're talking about addiction. <laughs> oh man. Today we wanted to kind of focus on Noelle's story because she's had a history of different, well, a whole bunch of different things from what you've told me in the past. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but we kind of wanted to have like an addictions episode where we just kind of highlight addiction, what it is, the background behind it, and how it affects somebody you know and noelle's had a lot of history with addiction um and we were just kind of want to dive into her story and just kind of do like a life of noelle slash addiction episode yeah so just chaotic in nature (laughs) um so yeah i am old that's all i'm gonna say for right now (laughs) okay okay um i guess I think 90% of my family has struggled with addiction, including mm. myself. So mm-hmm. that's where that's, I'm very experienced. And if you don't mind me asking what type of addiction, um, drug and alcohol, uh, drug, for okay. just my family. For me, it was nicotine and alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I have a question yes. cause I've heard this before and I wanted to hear your opinion about this. Do you feel like, because I know some people out there feel like addiction is kind of uh, hereditary. It can, like, if you have addiction that runs in the family, maybe you have more of an addictive personality. Do you feel that's the case, or do you think it's more, I guess, nature versus nurture? <laughs> do you think it's more the environment you grew up in, or more genetic? I I definitely traits? think it's I definitely think it's nurture. I don't think it's nature by any means because okay, wow. I genuinely feel if. I wasn't, exp- uh, actually, no, I'm kind of crazy and stupid and <laughs> choose to live life on the edge because, you know, life experiences. Because she's a thug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Hardcore. <laughs> Hardcore, like, uh, soft back book. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's totally nurture because I feel if I didn't see, like, 90% of my family doing substances, I wouldn't have been intrigued, honestly, of... Yeah, like, what is what do drugs feel like? Okay. What does alcohol feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think nicotine still would have been a problem for me just because, you know. It's pretty common. Yeah, hashtag skinny legend is <laughs> from what I heard, which is very not accurate. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I definitely think it's more of a nurture than a nature. Interesting. Yeah. And so, you definitely have a quite a bit different background than Ian and I. We both grew up pretty... Religious Christian environments, <laughs> you know, and like, so this is why we enjoy having guests. We get new perspectives that Ian and I don't have, and we get to hear and learn new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see the world through a different lens. And uh, maybe we should just 
break down the ground rules real quick. Um, anything's up for grabs, like what we talk about, but I don't want you to be uncomfortable or anything. So if we ever ask, believe I mean, me, believe me, you are not going to be uncomfortable. I know, and you know me. I, I mean, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, you just, just you know, get a note. Just, tell else just so it. the statements out there that you know, if we ever ask anything that's going to make you uncomfortable, or if you don't want to answer. Or even after we record this episode and you're like, hey, can we take that down? That's always an option. Yeah. Oh, that's so. super sweet. You guys are so sweet. So, um, yeah. With that, is there anything else you want to add to that? No. Cool. Let's, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out this mic situation, bro. Look, just kiss and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> Pucker up, buttercup. Oh, Give man. me those Jew lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh hell yeah oh man <laughs> what is this turning into <laughs> just noel's <laughs> personal only fans <laughs> yeah, we thought we were inviting noel to, to the podcast she's just like taking control making <laughs> it her own thing <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> addiction's more like asmr am i right Ew. god <laughs> Um, yeah, damn. Where are we? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's a good question. Well, where does your story begin, I guess? Back when I was a wee lass. No, okay. A wee wee lass. (laughs) A wee lass. A wee lass. Wow, that (laughs) accents help. I just did D&D yesterday and I'm just stuck in Australian phase. Okay. (laughs) All all my friends that are part of D&D are going to be like, yeah, Kiera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Okay, She's so an yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, so um, I guess genuinely, my story with addiction started even before I could remember. Um, so when I was still living in Florida, when I was very, very young, um, my dad's side—we lived with my dad's side of the family in Florida—and mm-hmm. my cousin, well, her dad, um, he was very drunk at one point in time and he tried to come over to steal my baby cousin uh, because he didn't have custody rights of her. I see. Um, so he, like he being my dad at this point, uh, he saw that Kurt, I'll just give his name away cause he's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was very forward about, no, give me, give me the child, like give me the kid. She's mine. And my dad, being the protective man that he is, he gave me and my cousin to my mom and said, go inside, take the girls inside, um, I'll handle this. And then, and this is just based on what I was told, because I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Um, but when my mom came back out, she said that my dad was on the floor, Kurt was gone, and my dad was bleeding from the face. Um, turns out that he hit my dad in the face with some sort of metal uh, thing or whatever. I. Every single time I hear the story, I forget what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, so my dad had to have facial surgery on his eye socket. So it was rough. Mm-hmm. And um, he obviously was put on prescription pain pills, um, oxycodone. And he actually gave the pills to my mom because he said immediately, like, I know I'm going to get addicted if I take these myself. And it turns out he got addicted anyway because my mom... Like she, like they both love each other so much, Yeah. but she hated seeing him in pain that she was like, oh, well, one more pill won't hurt. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting addicted to prescription pain pills. Mm-hmm. Um, literally every single time I've talked to them later on in life about addiction, 
um, my dad always said the same thing of if I knew that I would have gotten addicted, I would have just dealt with the pain, cursed, hated the world, mm-hmm. whatever, just to not be addicted. And then my mom always says that she regrets like giving him extras, that she just hated seeing him in pain and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very fortunate in that regard of like my dad didn't want to get addicted because everyone else in my family, well, not, okay, that was very, very poor wording. No one wants to get addicted. I feel like I should start with that. Mm -hmm. Um, People just try it and they end up just enjoying the feeling to the point where. Nothing else will satisfy. Yeah, exactly. Because from dealing with it myself, it's like, there are some fucking amazing feelings that come from being addicted to substances until it becomes a legitimate problem when you realize. I fucking loved hydrocodone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. On it, I so my personal opinion, I feel like prescription pain pills are the worst things to get addicted to, because, like, you're always gonna get caught, because there's no way to get hydrocodone, oxycodone, et cetera, et cetera, without a doctor prescription. I see. And you just have to wait it out if your hook hookup doesn't have what, what you, you have. Yeah. So. Inevitably, you're going to get caught. And that was a situation with my dad a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say right off the bat, oh, well, mm, you know, it's bound to happen. My dad's dead. Um, not because of addiction. <laughs> um, but uh, he, every time that he needed his fix, he always, like, cared for me and my mom first. Like, he he was very <laughs> oddly weird, but in a good way yeah. with that. So he always bought things that we needed like food or paid the rent or whatever it was before going to get his fix, which I don't know any addicts right now that do that for their families. So it's incredible. Yeah. He's, he was a weird ass man. Responsibility, (laughs) even going through an addiction, he knew his priorities and you and your mom, his family was his priority before himself exactly and he and my mom he and my mom did want more kids but because he was addicted at this point in time he was like we can't have any more kids he didn't want to bring yeah yeah. because he saw how it was affecting me even at a young age which was not expecting Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah it was it was a surreal experience kind of seeing both sides of uh compassion with addicts that are like my dad and compassion of addicts that are like my uncle um my uncle well, both all of my uncles are addicted to something. Um, but the one that's currently living with me and my mom, he's addicted to meth. Mm. Um, hell of a drug. <laughs> and yeah, I, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, I'm I'm not saying that he wanted to get addicted, like like I said. But every time I mention, like, no intention to get addicted, it's more directed at people like my dad that genuinely had no choice in the matter like with pain pills or nicotine because those are two things that you never expect to get addicted to mm-hmm. um but with meth obviously he sought it out just to feel it and mm-hmm. obviously he got hooked which i feel bad about it for him and all that he's had to deal with but um just seeing how it's affected him and how he's letting it still affect me and my mom so i've been alive for 20 how old am i fuck 28? Am I 28? I'm 27 turning 28. There we go. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just going to have a quick crisis. We um, pull out the calculator for that one. <laughs> pull out a calculator for two plus two. <laughs> um, I wish I could blame another drugs, not just me being stupid. <laughs> just math is not my strong suit at all. <laughs> um, 
fucking good attention span. Where were we going with this? Uh, how uh, your uncle, who's addicted to meth, is living with you and your mom, and how he's like, oh yes, things like affect you guys. Yes. So I've, I've literally been living with people in my family that have addiction for all 27 years of my life. I've not been alive at all to the point where I remember my family not being addicted to a substance. Because even before my dad got addicted, my aunt um, on my dad's side was addicted. Then both of my uncles were addicted on my mom's side. So I've never had a non-addictive family member. That's not like my mom or I think honestly my mom and my aunt and obviously my baby cousins, which are, oh fuck, 17 (laughs) and younger. Oh, man, I feel like a bad cousin. <laughs> um, but, yeah, even my oldest cousin, um, just out of respect for him, because I do love him and he's getting better. I'm not going to say his name just because I love him so much. And I'm, If he listens to this, I'm, I'm proud of him. Anyway, um, but they're the only ones I know that haven't been addicted to substances. So my aunt and my mom. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's wild. That's definitely... Uh experience i know i haven't really had to deal with in my life the the most i've dealt with addiction in family is pretty extended Mm -hmm. nothing really close nothing like personal that i had to deal with or saw every day it was just kind of more heard about from from the great brian from the family Mm -hmm. and like i didn't have to deal with it personally it's good though so i yeah that is a good thing (laughs) but it's just a, a whole unique perspective here in your side of the story which is which is great because we don't understand that yeah i've i've had some close family members for sure struggle with like prescription painkillers you know those gosh those are always like a bitch it oh, seems yeah. like they're just so so bad and like i had arm surgery um from uh, shoulder surgery and they put me on hydrocodone and that's like i was like 17 and like <clears throat> that's when i realized like oh shit i know why people get addicted to drugs now <laughs> yep. Because I would pop one pill and not only did it take like my shoulder pain away, but it would also, sorry, you fine. (laughs) We're Um, snooping on Hiram. I was like, ooh, who's calling? Um, Tell him we said hi. Yeah. What a duke, huh? So, (laughs) but I would take like one pill and like it would take my shoulder pain away, but it would also get rid of my anxiety. Like, I would just feel so calm. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I know why people get addicted now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I've also had, like, some family members. Alcohol. Alcohol is a big one for some of my family members. Um, Luckily. It's a big one around here. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, me and my brother don't like the taste of alcohol. We hate the taste of alcohol. And we, we both have, like, family members and, like, you know, our grandparents, parents. They were all partiers when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Just love to go out, get drunk, get wasted. Not not us. Like, we're not, we don't like alcohol that much. Yeah. But reefer's pretty good. <laughs> so, anyway. I mean, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are from Colorado. If you're listening in tune from another state, like, <laughs> it's all free and clear. And New Mexico too, New son. Mexico too now, it's yeah. legal in New Mexico. What the fuck? What are we doing? Not like doing a, a high episode. A couple weeks ago or something. What the fuck? Yeah. What? <laughs> I haven't been. <laughs> I don't keep up with the news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the beginning of this year, recreational oh marijuana is legal. Not just medicinal, because for years it was medicinal use yeah. only. Yeah. See, I remember that. But now it's recreational. Oh my god. So they got dispensaries opening up. 
Oh my, oh my god, I just realized that makes so much sense. Because my, this is so fucking stupid. My uncle, I got literally caught in the act of talking shit about my uncle. I feel so bad, but it's like, well. Oh no. <laughs> but my mom uh, took him to a dispensary on 420. And she's like, I'm taking your uncle to go get weed. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> and she's like, yep, I'm in the car with him. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Wait, you're talking shit oh, like, yeah. all the time? Yeah. He's in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like of course like of course he's gonna go get high on 420 like what a fucking scrub i i literally said scrub to my mother and it's just like i know damn well she didn't know what i meant when i said scrub but it just felt fitting yeah. it's, um, it's fun to say yeah no 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 <laughs> damn. only if it's followed in suit by get good get good scrub <laughs> just yell that the little 14 year olds playing fortnite <laughs> I don't play fucking Fortnite. <laughs> she just plays Dungeons and Dragons. Fuck yeah. Also, Phasmophobia. Shout out Tyler. We gotta fucking play again sometime. I apologize for, you know, just being busy. <laughs> I love that you guys laugh at my jokes because I don't feel like I'm funny at all. <laughs> Damn, Noel. What? <laughs> I love how you're like plugging shit right now. <laughs> Gosh, we we need uh, Noel to run like ads, plug ads. For oh, us. bro, absolutely. Yeah, it's monetized as bad. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, you know, D and D Beyond want to sponsor us. <laughs> Any dispensaries? Oh yeah. Hey, so I was I was actually gonna plug one that I go to, and I'm like. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah, listening. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. Prohibition herb? Come on. You're a prohibition boy? I'm a Sante girl. Well, I haven't been there. You got to take me there. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can go there. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing Monday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting high with you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, man. A bunch of rebels. <laughs> it's legal. Uh, rebel yeah. Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> we're the right age and it's legal yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not near the marijuana is not nearly as addictive as so many other substances oh, that, yeah. that's the beauty of marijuana yeah i mean i'm not trying to like be joe rogan and like promote marijuana or anything <laughs> but um it's, it's a much safer drug and there's no known um no uh filed uh overdoses yes but you um, can obviously go use it to accession yeah. to where it oh, hinders yeah. your life but it's not addictive it's just oh you know yeah you definitely i feel like could be addicted to you can be addicted to anything oh yeah absolutely there's behavioral addictions out there that the dsm doesn't really recognize but it's they're real oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah we've shit on the dsm (laughs) if you want to be a psychology major just shit on the dsm any chance you can right right but also follow it because that's all we have (laughs) (laughs) for real though um (laughs) we're talking about addictions um you want to do that shout out? And then I got a question for Noelle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My sister called. She wanted a shout out. So this is a shout out to Natalie. Natalie Garza. Older sister. Number one older sister. Natalie. Hashtag number one older sister. Oh, yeah. shit. All right, go for it. So with <laughs> with all that like history that you have and like knowing that your family's been so deep in it and as well as you, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? Um... That's hmm, that's a question I never actually thought about. I don't talk about that in therapy. I talk about a whole bunch of other shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I hate to say it, but it feels 
normal, which, mm-hmm. okay, I feel addiction should be normalized. I don't feel like these people should be ostracized for being addicted to substances. However, mm-hmm. I still don't think it's healthy to be, yeah, it's totally normal for me to like just see my uncle shooting up in the bathroom. That's right. not normal. Mm-hmm. Like it should not be something that I'm just like, okay, I'll come to the bathroom later mm-hmm. kind of talk. That's just, an, that's just another Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. How'd you fucking know it was Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> Did I just find another stalker? No kidding. I... <laughs> stalker? Yeah, well, oh my God. No. I've had another episode. Another episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few fucking weird things happen to me. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It feels normal and I hate that it is to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. I like that I can talk about addiction like this mm-hmm. and make jokes about it, even if they are a little appropriate sometimes, I'll admit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But be able to talk about it and make it less of a taboo thing, hence your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Exactly. Interesting. Um, so, do you have any other things? I have, yeah, go I have a thought. Ooh. It's kind of a different train of thought, still focused on addiction. Um, but you've mentioned you've been addicted to, to nicotine before. Mm-hmm. And so... You have some personal experience, and I'm sure you've seen the struggles with trying to overcome addiction. Oh, yeah. And so maybe, I don't really have a specific question, but maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Like, what are some of the hardships of overcoming, like, those those uh, addictions? Because I know some of it is, is literally um, a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then there's probably a lot of emotional and social oh, yeah. struggles there as well. Yeah, believe me, it's I I don't have the best coping mechanisms. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh so the way that I kind of dealt with my addiction was kind of going to another addiction, which is not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um but mm-hmm. it was less of a substance thing which in my mind was like oh this is okay um i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna do a trigger warning right now um but i would self-harm as a way to like Mm -hmm. oh well it's not like killing me it's just like a physical thing Mm -hmm. which stupid noel brain doesn't how (laughs) it's not how that fucking works (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so i was also slowly getting addicted to self-harm as i was getting over those addictions um as Ian was saying, it's like definitely a behavioral addiction. I think that's the one that I struggled with the most because that's the mm-hmm. one that took me the longest to realize you can be addicted to behavioral things like that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I got over my nicotine addiction fairly recently. Um, I now only socially smoke and that's, you know, sometimes it's cigarettes. Other times it's the vape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of have it kind of like what I do with things with self-harm, unless it's like getting really bad. Um, I kind of keep it within vision of just like you're able to stop this. And this doesn't work for everybody. This is just more of a me being a psych major and kind of knowing my limits. Yeah. But these could work for some people. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Well, like often people do that with marijuana though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah. I keep my marijuana hidden because it's just like, fuck, I have schoolwork to do. I can't be just this <laughs> tempted to just relax. Right, right. <laughs> I'm aware I need sleep, but I need to get this assignment done first. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've had another person tell me that too. That it's like, if I have the bag out, I'm going to smoke, so i got to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, yep, exactly. Damn. Damn. Um, so, <coughs> interesting. So, you, you jump from one addiction to another. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind me, like 
taking this a little bit back, like yeah. what if we get a little bit more context with this? What started this nicotine addiction? Um, so and alcohol. Yeah, so mean? uh there's okay, there's I'm not gonna lie, there's a little too much context. Y'all are gonna hear things that are just like this bitch, like she is messed up. So I had quite a few eating disorders in high school. Um, there's only like two, but you know, um, I struggled with both of those. And when I was struggling more with anorexia, I heard, which is not true, nicotine will curb your appetites and uh, help you like manage your food. So wait, that's not real. That's not real. Oh shit! I know. <laughs> now you're like fuck. Now I gotta go to like cocaine. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> Well, because like it's bad. That's like kids do not do cocaine, please. <laughs> it is so bad for you. You can ad- get addicted literally first chance you get. Do not do what I say in these jokes. Not worth it. Exactly. Right, and this is just all levity. It's just jokes. We don't actually mean this. Just for audience members that think we're being real. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. no, it, it's all jokes. Um, Coping mechanisms. Wow, I had a had a thought. Um, don't do drugs, skinny. <laughs> Don't do drugs. That will <laughs> <laughs> It was based around nicotine and getting skinny. Being a skinny legend, if you will. Right. Oh, right, nicotine. That's interesting because I've, like, I've been hungry before and I've, like, pipe smoked before. Just, like, tobacco. Oh, no, okay, that's different. That's very different. Pipe smoke is very different than just, like, uh, cigarettes. Oh, because I don't, yeah, I don't ever smoke cigarettes. Like, I'm a social smoker, smoker too. And I'll smoke either cigars, cigarillos, or pipe smoking. Okay, yeah, those those are very different because there's no like filtration, there's no additives. It's literally just tobacco. tobacco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Sorry. Continue. No, I I love that <laughs> tangent because a lot of people do uh, like not make that differentiation. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. Um, as you can tell, I've done my research on quite a few drugs, <laughs> um, including personal research like MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, talk DMT. To <laughs> I'll talk about those later if you want but back to kind of what Hiram was saying or what Hiram asked was it a question whatever Hiram had just said prior it's kind of a gentle nudge I suppose yeah in a certain direction yeah I so I uh I don't know I guess I got started getting addicted when I heard about all that and I was just smoking at first a pack a day because I was like Oh yeah, you gotta go big or go home, which is not mm. the mentality to have when doing drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that can be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm happy I learned that at a young age, and it was just nicotine. Because if that was literally anything else, it yeah. really could have killed me. Yeah. Right, right. Um, not that nicotine won't kill you, but it's just it's more of a slow burn. Right. Um, but yeah, and then eventually I started getting up two, three packs a day. Whoa. Yeah, I was just like, this, this is gonna help me get skinny, and that was. I think what got me addicted is because I was so reliant on doing anything to kind of feed into my eating disorder of, I want to be skinny. Yeah. And that was, would you say body image? Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say that. Okay. Um, Also just with, oh my God, I hate to shit on my grandmother, but it's going to happen. So when I was younger, my grandma on my mom's side would always like pinch my fingers and just mention how chubby they were. So Mm. immediately Mm -hmm. just like, this is not good for a child's self-esteem because I was in elementary school at that point. Right. Especially like female with yeah. the images of the world and then Western culture. Oh, yeah. Growing up in the United States. Like, so fucking toxic. Just having all that around is like, and then being told you have chubby fingers, that doesn't yeah. really <laughs> place. Exactly. So 
yeah, that was all with the nicotine and then the alcohol. Um, I'm going to kind of jump forward on this one just a little okay, bit. Sure. But recently, uh, gosh, I think it was maybe two months ago, I literally was on the phone with my mom and she was just asking how I was doing. And I said, well, you know, I just dumped all the alcohol that was in my fridge because I realized I've kind of gone back into that slump of drinking too much. Mm-hmm. And of course, like being the mom that she is and knowing that we like struggle with addiction in our family, she was being a little more, and I love her. I love her to death. Yeah. But she's definitely being a little more, well, you know, our family's addicted, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, I'm I'm well aware. That's why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Right. And then the day after, she called me and she was like, I'm sorry if I sounded very attacky. I just didn't want you to fall down the same rabbit hole of your dad, your uncles, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, no, believe me, I get it. Um, I'm well aware of where I was before this. And I knew that I was getting a little more reliant on it. So it's it's still a struggle to this day, honestly. Um, I still have drinks with like a couple friends, which is fine um, because I do I do normally am, or do normally am. <laughs> Jesus, don't do drugs. <laughs> Every slight slip up, you just like throw that in there. Exactly. Um, I, I do know my limits. Ian's just dying. <laughs> Um, I do know my limits of the point where I know I've gone too far. And that's when I drank at least, uh, I'm going to say a shot a day. Um, because I normally give myself a break day on Wednesdays. Because that's when I uh, do all the extracurriculars. That's like my longest day of classes. Um, so knowing that I didn't have a break on that Wednesday and I drank from the like two Sundays ago, I was like, okay, this is, this is definitely like coming back to bite me. So, um, I literally wasted, I think about $50 worth of alcohol, um, Mm -hmm. just pouring it down the drain, which is, yeah, a waste of money, but it was necessary for me to not go back to where I was, where I was literally trying to hide from my mom that I was drinking every night and trying to hide from my dad that I was very much gone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That that took a lot of self-control. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow, because not only do you have shit, I could be enjoying this alcohol, but also I $50 down the drain. Yeah, exactly. It was wow. such expensive vodka. Not going to lie, as it was pouring, I was like, I could just take like one last shot. And I was like, fuck, man, no, this is... That's just dumb. That's, yep. No. That's the minute that I was like, nope, I'm, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like incredible and props to you for recognizing that because I feel like that's probably the hardest part oh yeah is recognizing that it's a problem yeah because you can talk yourself in circles and justify just about anything you want oh yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and being able to be like that stern with yourself to be like nope this is a problem we have to get rid of this Mm -hmm. and then following through and not like well it's expensive and and talking yourself out of it like that's that's incredible good job for you that's a lot of willpower (laughs) it's oh my god it was rough wow yeah, I was I was good for a full week, and then I did buy the Smirnoff Red, White, and Berry. Please, please sponsor this. I at least sponsor me. Oh my god, not because I'm a dick. Well, okay, not <laughs> okay. The flavor is so good. I Ian, I still I still gotta get you a Red, White, and Berry just to like taste it. I'll drink the rest if you want. Hiram, have you tried Red, White, and Berry? I have not. So good. Next, when you guys come over on Monday to get stoned, well, <laughs> no, okay, sorry. All jokes aside. Um, but I did just buy a pack of that recently, um, and I've literally written on them 
uh, before I left to come home this weekend, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So I gave myself a break on Wednesday and I would only drink one a day. So, um, and it would obviously be like a leisurely drink. So Monday, me and my D&D friends have like movie night Mondays. So, okay. you know, it's it's nice to have a little drink when you're just online fucking about with your best friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, alcohol is legal and it can be an enjoyable um, substance and lead to a good time. Mm-hmm. As long as it's like enjoyed within moderation. Absolutely. And like with control and you know, you know your limits. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I... If this was five years ago, I would not have done that. I would have just not bought anything for however long it took me. Mm-hmm. But because I do know, like, I can control myself. Yeah. Like, me kind of realizing that while dumping the $50 of <laughs> vodka down the drain, I was like, okay, I'm I'm not to where I was before that I'm a flight risk, basically. And if it does happen again, I'm more than happy to dump it just because I, I'm so close to graduating. <laughs> like, Ian yeah. and I are so close. Two <laughs> yeah. more fucking weeks, man. Um, and then I don't want to go to a whole new start and like, just fuck that up as soon as I get back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems like another coping mechanism that you have is that control of, I'm going to drink one bottle on this day and another bottle on that day. Like you have it designated for certain days. Mm-hmm. And then you also have that break day Wednesday where... Yeah. So that just seems like another coping strategy, it seems like, yeah, to control yourself. Yeah. I also have OCD. So it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's become a habit at this point that uh-huh. I don't do any substances on Wednesday. And it's just like, oh, fuck, I can't. Right. Yeah. But, the, you know, the DSM always categorizes these things as like a lack of control. Like an addiction, mm-hmm. that's one of the criteria, a lack of control. And for you, you have that control Yeah. per, per week. That's interesting. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'm fucking. I I don't know. Sometimes there are things that I hear about that's just like, oh shit, am I am I fucking up? Am I doing something wrong? Just because other people I know with alcohol addictions, they like they don't have the story that I do when it comes to because relapse is a big thing with addiction. Um, it's a path to recovery, and everyone goes through with it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people feel like they're a failure at that point which I think this is why I'm thankful that I'm a psych major because I know that relapse is part of the addiction or a part of the recovery process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of use that as a way to reevaluate. And that's when I started coming up with like mark the days that you are going to drink and days that you need a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's just when people say, yeah, I've got a sponsor and I don't drink at all anymore. It's like, oh, fuck am I fucking up by still drinking? Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, every person is different. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own, like, path to success or, if if you will, like, each person needs different things. Sometimes people being, like, completely off of alcohol Mm -hmm. is probably not the best for them. Yeah. But being able to do it in moderation, maybe that's the best way for them to stay sober. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, each pe- each person has to kind of figure that out for themselves. And it sounds like you, and think like thank God you're so persistent, because that like is a great quality is consistency, mm-hmm. and like keep going back. Because like you said, when people relapse, a lot of times they feel like a failure, mm-hmm. and when you feel like a failure, you really don't want to get up and try again. Yeah. It's much harder to. 
but being consistent and persistent and like keep trying like that's what leads to the most results yeah absolutely and so i'm glad you you are <laughs> that and you are that structured and you like have you. that will power and self-control to like schedule your time and i feel like as long as you as like ian said as long as you have that control that probably works for you and i think you're doing fine well thank you as long as you got the control <laughs> yeah you're good thank you thank you also i like to call it stubborn, stubborn. <laughs> i think anyone else in my family and in my close friend group will be like no this bitch is stubborn she's not persistent she's stubborn mm. hmm. i'm a fire sign <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh, one of those zodiac bitches <laughs> It comes with the psychology major. I don't know. I, didn't, I mean, there's no psycho- psychological proof to back it up, but it's like, oh, I'll fucking find it. You believe me? Yeah. I will justify this in my mind. Exactly. I will conduct studies. <laughs> this is my master's thesis. Skew the results if I have to. I will skew. Nobody will know. Yeah. Oh she is persistent after all. Or stubborn. Stubborn, Yeah. <laughs> So my question is, what are the origins of this alcohol problem? Because we kind of talked about nicotine oh, yeah. and and um, body image problems and the influence of your grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, what about alcohol? How'd that start? Um, so I'm going to say that started uh, during my three-year gap year after high school. Um, See? Three-year gap year. I, I took, you know how everyone's like, I'm going to take a gap year after high school. I took three years. Oh, <laughs> oh, year. after, even during. I was like, how is that possible? Oh my God. I'm just so. Got my GED. I'm God. too cool for school. You know what I'm saying? Too cool. For, as I'm going into my master's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Uh, I, yeah, it was during that moment because I, I attempted to go to San Juan College like right after high school. Mm. Uh, wait, we did say the name of our colleges, right? So I just, okay, cool. I was like, did I just let it spill where? Oh, no, no. We've already disclosed. Okay. Yeah, and I promise you I watched all your podcasts. I just don't remember anything. Don't yeah, do drugs. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. <laughs> um, yeah, I, as I just, I almost failed out of high school. The only reason I didn't is because my dad, what, God bless that man. Uh, he, I don't believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> let's get that out of the way (laughs) um actually okay i believe in all the gods and goddesses just because i don't like to be wrong (laughs) you gotta get to heaven some way right exactly (laughs) somebody's gotta be real exactly and if no one's real no harm no foul like (laughs) there's nothing so anyway that's a topic for another time that's uh fuck what's the name of that omnism something folly drake's one what didn't they have like roman times or something they had a pedestal to the unknown unknown god oh yeah that's that's where i'm at (laughs) um pascal's wager that's the name of that oh my god yeah yeah where you're like i'm gonna believe in god because you know i can get to heaven you know why not you know there's no harm in that yeah that's that's the idea but i don't i don't quite believe philosophy major over here look at him go fuck philosophy (laughs) 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 it's got some cool ideas but there's no like research to back that shit up yeah. sorry no, I agree. i'm gonna go on a rant you better keep talking <laughs> okay we'll go on this rant after the podcast i promise <laughs> y'all are gonna miss out <laughs> check out noel's only fans to get this exclusive Jeez. content i'm kidding i don't have an only fans don't look it up please all these, all these <laughs> <laughs> don't <Okay>. do drugs <laughs> you'll get an only fans immediately oh my god okay back and, to the topic oh i'm god. so sorry alcohol origins <laughs> alcohol origins um 
so yeah, I I almost failed out of um, high school because math, <laughs> fuck math. Like <laughs> we needed a calculator to calculate my age. That was not a lie. <laughs> I, I can't. Um, so yeah. I almost failed math. It was with Bugnell. Do you remember Bugnell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking. I, uh, I almost called her a bitch. Was, I should, <laughs> but I'm not. She. Thank you. Um, <laughs> We're not the only one. Yeah, honestly, like I, I appreciate her for being so dedicated to her ways, but goddamn, like I look just because I did a problem wrong and got the same answer does not mean I cheated. I just do shit weird in my head. Okay, anyway, it wasn't because of the drugs at that point. It's just no being dumb. Um, <laughs> but anyway, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> um, we almost had a spit take from Hiram, so I wish you had a camera just so you could have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Summer twenty twenty two. Ooh. Hashtag. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing there? Okay, alcohol origins. I am so sorry. You're good. Um, how many of us have ADHD here? I don't. I don't. I've tested so many times. I feel like you do. <laughs> Looking at Ian. The one test I haven't failed. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Okay. <laughs> at least I got that going for me. <laughs> i fucking love this uh thank you for having me on the podcast guys <laughs> you're very welcome okay i'll call origins um oh, wow. so yeah i almost failed that class and my dad basically told miss bugnell uh she's been going through a lot like she deals with really heavy clinical depression bipolar disorder uh the list goes on <laughs> if you guys have me on for another one i'll happily tell you all 57 Let's there's not 57 i promise oh it's, just... it's like wow you got it down to a number <laughs> None. i do have it down to a number i'm just not gonna say it it's <laughs> <laughs> not 57 but... it's 56 no <laughs> <laughs> give or take three or four yeah. 25 so yeah uh, i just i literally just barely graduated high school and then i took that as like oh well you know i got through I can go to college. Fucking no, I couldn't. <laughs> um, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And I was a theater major at first. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> just, I mean, considering all the accents I can do with D&D, I'm so down. But like, no, I I couldn't handle it. Too much pressure, like all eyes on me. Mm. Plugging Bo Burnham. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and during, <laughs> during that time, um, I literally lasted, I think, three weeks into the semester. And I was like, fuck this i can't do this so i withdrew and what made you withdraw like what what was it that you couldn't do um i just wasn't motivated i think oh, okay. i definitely think it was the depression and just the fact that i i genuinely felt like a failure because i barely graduated high school mm-hmm. um my gpa i think at that point was literally 2.3 I see. <laughs> as compared to my 3.69 now mm-hmm. which is fucking wow (laughs) and and what was the cause or what do you think what was affiliated with the depression with that (laughs) that's a loaded ass question that's a whole nother podcast and and the reason why i ask is often at least using the self-medication hypothesis for addiction where Mm -hmm. i i I have this pain in me and i'm using drugs to heal me Mm -hmm. there's by the way there's several several models of uh, addiction and you know there's not really one correct one, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them are debatable. But um, 
I'm just trying to find some links here. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're, you're, you're saying a lot of things that could cause this depression, which could cause you to maybe be have an addiction. And I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just they're, tr- they're trying to find links. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're very interlinked. Um, okay. And that's what I'm just trying to point out or bring out yeah. is something like that. Yeah, I, I will. S- it, is, it is a very intense linkage. Like, honestly, wow. this would... Like, if you guys were to ask just ask me go to my from my life from where i remember to now it would probably be like over three hours long because it there are a lot of links to Mm. this and that's why i am kind of just saying it (laughs) because i do want us to get to like all your questions and stuff but yeah there was a heavy link between addiction and uh my depression as well as just how my family life was like my i my mom loved my dad my dad loved my mom like they Mm -hmm there was no doubt about it Mm -hmm. um through the addiction like she stuck with him which i don't think i would have been able to do i genuinely i feel like i would have been a quote-unquote weak enough person that would have been like no fuck you Mm -hmm. i can't deal with this Mm -hmm. but my mom is such a strong woman for being able to like she knew she says i knew him before his addiction and that's why she stuck with him which just proved how good of a man he was but because I didn't, I would like, I feel so bad about this, but literally every single time that something sparked, I'd be like, just fucking divorce him. Like I'm done. I hate this. And she never did, which so thankful for. And that's where I'm lucky. I'll admit, like I'm really fucking lucky with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was just one, one link of why my depression was the way it was. Cause they would constantly get into fights about my dad's addiction or uh, you know, my dad, like there were times where my dad kind of under calculated math for how much we need for food and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and the fact that sometimes he did have to sell some of the drugs that he was doing. Um, mm-hmm. And every time he sold drugs, it was for our benefit. It was never uh, because he wanted money for more of his fix. It was because mm-hmm. uh, Noel needs money to go on this trip or uh, we need gas money or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was literally, I'm only selling this because we need the money. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what led to the depression. Well, that's one of the components of the depression I had. Interesting. Yeah. So you're depressed and then there's addiction, but because of addiction, you're depressed. Yes. It's, it's such a vicious fucking cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't help that I genuinely, like genuinely have a, uh, chemical imbalance of bipolar disorder. (laughs) Cause that, I think that's also another thing that led me to, get addicted to these substances because it was always in my manic state of just like let's fucking go fam oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah and isn't that a high correlation yeah bipolar disorder and addiction substance abuse problems yeah, yeah. Thank- so. thankfully <clears throat> i have bipolar type 2 so it's very rare that i well not very rare it's less common that i go into a manic state i'm more so in the depressive states I see. of bipolar um which does suck <laughs> but yeah easy thing to deal with yeah but considering i could have been uh diagnosed with bipolar one that means i could have done stupid fucking things uh that could have ruined my life forever which i'm thankful for because i feel like during what i've done so far in my manic states i legitimately could have ruined my life yeah and like with all this being said just uh i'll know take a pause and time out like look at you now you know, you're about to graduate yeah. <laughs> with a bachelor's degree and like 3.6 something. 6.9. 6.9 GPA. 
nice, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> damn. Like, I didn't even know. God damn it. I'm such, a, I'm such an asexual. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> Look, I, all the sexual innuendos just fucking go over my head until someone's like, come on. Six nine. Oh my god, I get it. It's oh, like man. Jesus fucking Christ, Noel. <laughs> but like, look at where you are now. That's in, that's incredible. Yeah. And I know from like probably your perspective, it's you're living it day to day, so it's kind of hard to see how far you come and like mm-hmm. the gains you make. But like, from hearing it, my perspective is like, wow, like that's a it's quite the leap. That's quite the change. Like, that's incredible. I'm excited for you and all the things Thanks, that you had to like struggle with and and work through look at you now and then you're going and getting a, a master's right yeah you got accepted into a master's program. wsu i'm so yeah. excited yeah. look at that <laughs> everyone's gonna be like where the fuck is that every time i say like wichita state university they're like where is that I'm like it's in kansas or <laughs> kansas another plug for kansas yeah <laughs> backing of a fucking university <laughs> oh my god yeah. <coughs> oh my god i'm dying that's great <laughs> as, as we talk about weed and drugs and <laughs> <laughs> so what we get drunk <laughs> so what we get weed. weed we're just <laughs> having fun, fun. Oh we god. don't care who sees Oh, I was, I was like getting ready so to So what we go out, that's how it's supposed to be. Oh my God. Living young, wild and free. This is great. But thank you for those kind of retirement. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I definitely am the kind of person to not realize, and I'm sure you both know this about me, <laughs> but I'm definitely not the person to realize my own accomplishments. Like, mm. uh, I think it was you, Ian, when I was showing you my uh, graduating with honors stole that you were like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking here (laughs) i just just didn't acknowledge like that i was graduating with honors and it's just it's cool i just i don't know i okay i think this is genuinely in correlation with my addiction like how neutral i am about my accomplishments yeah because i and this could also be the fact that i'm a chronic overthinker um (laughs) but i'm always concerned that i'm just gonna flush down the drain eventually so I'm very pessimistic. Mm. And I've kind of noticed that pattern with a lot of people that are addicts. Um, as you know, as we talked about with relapse, like a lot of people are like just so hard on themselves to get back up because they relapse. Yeah. So I think it is a very heavy correlation with that. Interesting. Interesting. Look at me pulling the dots yeah. together. Oh my God. Dots. Holy shit. Maybe I'm smarter than I think I am. <laughs> you are. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> I, really, I really hope the mic didn't pick that up. Oh, it did. Oh no. We got it all right. This this mic can pick up a uh, Hiram ping in the sink. <laughs> How? Wait. Do you have like a stepping stool, or do you just like pull on? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just looking at the sink now. Is it? You said kitchen sink, uh, right? Bathroom sink. <laughs> Bath- actually. Okay. So yeah, there has oh, to be like God. a stepping stool, or do you just like stand on the toilet and? Uh. Well, uh he's got. No, no, no. This, these, are, these are all myths. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Hiram's got... No. Uh, no. no. We're talking about addiction. Addiction. <laughs> oh, my... Uh, A plus. A plus. 
And that's the episode, Roll credits, yep. Fuck, again, I fucked up. I didn't talk to you guys before this. I had the idea that we should go to about an hour and a half. I'm down with that. If you guys have time. I have time. I'm sorry that I'm doing this right now on the podcast. I, I have time. I did this with like the last time I had we had guests on here, so that's why. Um okay, cool. Woo! Okay, so we're we're covering a lot of ground here. Yeah. But okay, going back alcohol origins. Um a lot of depression. Yes. And then addiction causes depression. So we have this ugly feedback loop that's kinda back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a catch twenty two. It's just fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, interesting. So, what made you want to? When did you make the first steps to try to get out of the nicotine and alcohol? Oh my god, that's a good ass question. Um, honestly, I don't know. I think, I think it was when I started going to San Juan again yeah yeah so three years how old are you when you started going to <laughs> quick math <laughs> yeah, like, hold on, let me, genuinely getting out Let's my see, calculator right 18, now okay so you'd have been 21 22 19 20 21 yeah okay because you said three you, you said three years <laughs> sound like mike tyson <laughs> mike tyson surprise guest mike tyson <laughs> oh my god he's <laughs> gonna beat the shit <laughs> We are totally kidding. Mike Tyson, if you want to be on the podcast. Uh, Do you want to sponsor us? <laughs> just asking everyone for money. <laughs> we, we just all want to. We aspire to be sugar babies. Every single one of us. <laughs> that is a great aspiration, though. <laughs> Look, if Solid. I can if I can get Solid. money to go to Rome. Yeah, absolutely. Respectable. My answer will always uh, be Rome of just like any sugar daddy. Like, hey, I'll give you money. Where do you want to go? Rome. Fucking oh Rome, baby. <laughs> fucking dying back <laughs> they just message you like hey i want to pay your bills you just send back rome oh my g- yeah <laughs> that's all you reply. Fuck, no maybe i should pay my bills wait <laughs> maybe my priorities are fucked <laughs> they send you to romania like what the fuck <laughs> it's like god damn it i knew i should have checked autocorrect <laughs> i've been bamboozled <laughs> okay. i just get sold on the black market <laughs> way off topic oh man fuck it it's a debut podcast <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is just like our conversations. <laughs> this, this is really how it goes yeah. whenever we get together and talk. <clears throat> oh my god. So you're basically like our best friend listeners because you're here with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just can't respond, which is probably the best sometimes because <laughs> I think your response might be like, what the fuck is wrong with these three? <laughs> yeah. So much, but you know, it's best if you don't ask right <laughs> now. <laughs> we'll get to that, okay? <laughs> So. Listen to the life of Hiram and the life of Ian. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. So, yeah, you're 22. Uh, first, yes. okay. So, yes, first steps of getting out of nicotine and alcohol. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I think it was about that time. Oh, actually, okay. So, this is going to lead to a really sad turn, uh, just to let all of y'all know. Um, feel free to respond however you want. I am aware that I'm going to talk pretty neutral about it. Okay. Um, but... Uh, I started the semester and I was actually very like I was still doing a little bit of trigger warning Mm -hmm. self-harm but it wasn't nearly as much as it was when I was in high school or during the three-year gap year Um, but it was just more 
because of things that were going on at home. Like my mom and dad were arguing like kind of the same old yada yada. Um, and my dad was like, I will say it to the end of the earth and back, but like bless that man. Like he literally saved my life. Um, and he took me to, or no. Okay. We had a conversation and he was like, Hey, do you have any interest of like going back to school? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Like I don't care. Like I just generally didn't care about my life. Yeah. Um, and he scheduled an appointment to come to talk to Samuel college advisors with me. Mm. And he went, I was very neutral about the subject. Like literally the whole time I was there, they were asking questions. I'm like, I don't have any questions. Like, I don't Mm. care. Um, and he was the one asking all the questions and, um, he noticed, he knew that I was interested in theater when I first showed up. So he asked about the theater program and then he turned to me and was like, well, what about psychology? Like, you're pretty interested in that. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he, he asked about the psychology program and talked it up. And then literally when we were in the car, I was like, you know, I think psychology sounds pretty cool. And we just talked about the whole ride back home. And uh, he helped me, like my dad and mom never went to college. Like they went straight into the military after high school. But God, that man did his best to help me. He's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Fuck this fast for shit. Oh, <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I agree. Like now having to do it on my own, it's like, fuck this website. What the hell? Yeah. Um, fast for you're doing great. Just <laughs> it's difficult for a small brain here. Fast for sponsor. <laughs> Government. Actually, no, just pay off for student loans. That'd be great. Please. <laughs> Wave my shit. I owe like $17,000. <coughs> Only seven? Really? <laughs> no, that's why. Because I commuted. I didn't live there on Oh, campus. my God. No, you're right. I, saved, I get free yeah. tuition because I'm half breed. <laughs> I'm half native. I get free tuition at a current college. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It pays to be a minority sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I still thought on a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, we went back home. He like helped me through the whole process, and yeah. it was great. And literally the second week into going to classes, he died from a heart attack. Oh man! Yeah, and I did what I do, which is very not healthy. Whoever does this, like, please don't do what I did, um, because it led to a lot of bad habits. Um, yeah. But I w- took half week off and went right back to school i didn't mourn him at all i was just kind of like you know i'm here like he wanted me to go back so i did which was great mentality like i'll admit it was a great train of thought but i should have taken that time to process um but that led me to uh kind of get back into nicotine a lot um a lot more than it was before which as i told you was like three packs a day um in the earlier times but at that point it went to like a cart and a half i think for a week um so that was a lot of money wasted first off Mm -hmm. um and then the alcohol because i was legal to drink now oh god such a bad habit like i said don't do anything i said i did um but i would drink like i would take a couple shots before going to school like on oh, the drive to school, which is not okay. Like I'm aware I live 30 minutes away. That is still not safe. Yep. Um, but because like my dad died and we didn't know how he died. Like genuinely uh, a week before my mom caught him in the bathroom with the biggest amount of heroin that she's seen him shoot up. 
So we were freaking out for a couple weeks of like, well, was it a drug overdose? Um, So that weighed a lot on both of us. And after we got the confirmation of it was just a heart attack, we we kind of just well, she cried. I God, I cried two tears at my dad's funeral, and I didn't cry about it at all until I would say literally a year ago. Uh, so it's been about five years since his death and I just had the poorest coping mechanisms with that. And that kind of led me to like be even worse, uh, or have a worse addiction to alcohol because I was like, well, what's the fucking point? Mm -hmm. Like my, God, I feel bad about saying this. My only support system. Like I love my mom, but my dad was like the support system I have. Um, but he's gone. Why the fuck should I care? And I was still doing really good in school. Like I had all A's and I think that really did feed into the thing of like, Oh, well I can get drunk before classes and after classes and still do okay, which is not the mentality to have. (laughs) Um, So it was, it was a rough one and it definitely fed into my alcohol addiction until, um, I think the next, the next semester, um, when I did have one professor and I actually will give him a shout out because he, like, I really do adore this professor. He helped me a lot more than I think he realizes. Um, but Travis Wade from Salmon College. Isn't he the well-dressed guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, English I, teacher, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he, uh, I had a comp class with him this semester after my dad passed, so like literally my second semester. semester. Um, yeah. And I don't just, he wasn't the regular comp teacher. Like, he was like, I'm not going to teach you about all this wording and shit. I mean, I will, but that's not important. Like, I want you to learn from this and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know. He was very blunt about things and very just, I'm going to teach you what I feel is relevant for you. And he did that every semester that I had him. And like, he helped me a lot through everything. And when I told him about my dad's death, he, um, it was the semester after. So my third semester, um, I told him about it when I had another class with him. And he, like, held me back after class and was just like, are you doing okay? Like, I didn't realize that um, that was affecting you and blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it was really meaningful because that was the first time I talked about my dad to anyone. Even, like, I didn't talk to my mom about it at all. Um, But he was the first person I talked about with my dad dying. And he kind of helped me get over my addiction, I guess. Like, just by being... Like, I'm here, uh, you're doing great, I just want you to know that. Kind of being a similar voice to my dad, but obviously yeah. not being my dad. Like, he was very supportive in a neutral way that was, like, the way a professor would. Because I've never had a professor that was like him, of just, like, you're doing great, proud of you. It was always just like, come on, Noel, you can do better than this. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was very different, and I feel like that really helped me out a lot. Damn. Um, I got lots of questions because uh, <laughs> so I, I, I want to back up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Hiram. Did you have any questions? I don't want to like, like, just like no. dominate this or anything. Hiram's just in shell shock over here. He's <laughs> thinking of Vietnam. <laughs> so, All the non flashbacks right. are now. Damn, that's so 2015. <laughs> but, but you mentioned your father died mm-hmm. and you only shed two tears. Yeah. And he was a big support system for you. Oh, yeah. So I was wondering, why didn't you cry? Or why? What happened there? Because I was always considered the strongest in my family. So 
again, having kind of that, not the most supportive family upbringing, Mm -hmm. crying was not strong. I see. So I literally, the thing, I remember the exact moment. We all had dirt in our hand. My mom threw the dirt on his grave first, then I threw it. And that's when I felt the first tear. I walked away for five seconds. And like this first tear fell, the second tear fell. I wiped it and I went right back to Mm -hmm. where I was standing. And literally everyone was looking at me. They didn't say anything. And they just, I think they knew, like, she's not okay, but she's really fucking trying to be okay. I see. Yeah. So it was the connotation of, I need to be strong because no one in my family is, which is not true and also not healthy. And not crying doesn't make you not strong, Mm -hmm. which I am now learning. Look at me, fucking learning now. Learning. Getting a bachelor's degree. <laughs> and what made you cry last year? Um, About him, of course. So, I was in an abusive friendship recently. Uh, I feel like I've told Hiram a lot of details about yeah. this. And I feel like I told you a little bit, Ian. I don't think I told you everything. Um, but I was in an abusive friendship. And I just kind of thought, like if my dad knew about this, oh my God, this kid would be fucking dead. <laughs> like mm. my dad always said, and I, be- I believe me, I fucking believed it. Cause my dad yeah. could be a scary ass white man if you, if he needed to be. <laughs> um, but he, he was like, I've gone to jail. I do not mind going back to jail. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> that is a powerful thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. So it was, even my mom said that when she, when I finally told her about the situation that was going on with that. Um, and she's like, I'm, you're fucking lucky your dad's not alive. I'm like, bitch, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, like he, I believe, like the minute my dad found out, he would have gone directly to Fort Lewis and just like, where's this fucker live? It's like, dad, no, please stop. Mm-hmm. You're embarrassing me. It's like, not, you're going to kill somebody. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. But yeah, that kind of, I think that was the first moment that I had with my mom that made me realize like I never really processed the death of my dad. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, she and I made that joke and I was, after that, I was like literally fucking ugly crying. I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) it was God awful, but it was definitely necessary. Years of buildup. Oh yeah. Literally five years. Um, and then after that, I started going back to therapy and actually like, I want to talk about my dad. And literally the therapist was like, wait, really? Because <laughs> literally every single time I've gone to a therapist, I'm like, I'll talk to you about anything. I'm an open book, but I will not fucking talk about my dad. Oh, I see. Yeah, because I, and I've come to realize this, but uh, it fucking sucks that almost every memory that I have of him is a negative memory. Like, I love him. He's still my support system. Um, he did a lot of great things for me and my mom and I do have a lot of good memories, but when I talk about him in therapy, it's only the bad memories yeah, I and I do not want to disrespect him like that. Cause he was such a great man. Mm. And the fact that the only things I can remember are like one of the things that is kind of burned in my mind that I feel like people should kind of hear because you don't realize that your addiction affects people until something like this sticks. Yeah. Um, I was uh, nine years old. I was laying on the couch pretending I was asleep. And my mom caught my dad with something in the bathroom. He was about to shoot up. 
And they both were arguing kind of quietly, whispered tones, uh, running into the living room. And then the words that I remember that distinctly stick with me is my dad saying, just don't tell Noel. So even though that sounds like a very negative, like, oh my God, like your dad's an awful person. It's like, no, he's not. That was what stuck was that he, for me anyway, was that he didn't want me to know. Like he was trying to protect me. Right. Um, obviously when I was younger, I didn't understand that. And I was just like, he doesn't care. He doesn't love me, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, no, he said that because he didn't want me to get hurt by knowing that he just got caught doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, addiction does affect on a very deep level that a lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You said still a support system. Yeah. How he's so? dead, but like he still has a support system. Yeah. <laughs> right. How so? Sorry. How so? Um, I, I think about him a lot. Like every single time, like recently, uh, kind of getting the honor sash and being home this weekend, uh, telling my mom, like, we only have two weeks left. I'm so fucking ready to be done. <laughs> um, right. And uh, I just kind of thought I never would have gotten here without him. I would have been probably working at fucking Subway or something. No diss on subway workers. It's just not my forte. <laughs> I can't build a sandwich for myself. I can make a bomb ass PB and J, but that's about it. Ooh, that sounds good. Too. Ooh, okay, I got you. PB&J. I got you. You got me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I kind of use him as a way to keep pushing forward. I of like, I want to get my PhD. I will eventually. Yeah, it's gonna take a fucking while. Yes, yes, you will. You will get that. I yeah, be, I believe it. Yeah, yes. Exactly. And just kind of overcoming a whole bunch of other shit of just like, okay, how would my dad handle it? But not aggressively, i.e. this whole abusive friendship situation. Not going to kill him. Uh, Kind of definitely avoiding him doing, I did an emergency move to like avoid him. Uh, But just kind of how would my dad handle that situation and do it in a not jail worthy manner. (laughs) Jailhouse manner, if you will. (laughs) So yeah, he supports me even though he's dead. Yeah. Jesus. I'm aware it sounds very neutral. Um but yeah, that's like he's been my rock through everything and he's still my rock to this day. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean he was the foundation of college life for yeah, you. He was. He initiated it. Yeah. He he literally was like psychology? psychology yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, maybe. <laughs> Interesting. So <clears throat> like when you're going through a difficult time, you just look back at your dad, the model that he was? Yeah. And that's what gives you that motivation. Yeah. Even through addiction. Like he, like, I don't know any addicts, like I said right now, that would invest like money into their family first and then get their fix. Right. So I would always be like, that's a fucking man if I've ever heard one. Right. Yeah. Right. I I still have this addiction, (laughs) but I'm going to take care of my family first. Yeah. Like that means that I have to struggle and suffer. Yeah. He was so selfless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I, I'm not selfless. I'm kind of a selfless, selfish bitch. Just like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, hmm. But yeah, he's, yeah. I I aspire to be like him, just the feminine version, yeah. obviously. Right. Interesting. That's just, yeah. that's just incredible. You have an amazing story. Like, just everything you talked about is definitely, it's, it's a lot to go through. And you've handled it well, and like you've improved so much. Thank you. Come so far. I'm glad we're friends. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad we're friends. Yeah. For real. Um, you get all sentimental over your gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs>
So we got about 15 minutes left. Um, okay. I'd like to kind of circle back to, because we, we went on this very good tangent with, with your dad and how he's impacted your life so much. Mm-hmm. But you said he passed away. You drank heavily. You were going to school. I feel like we didn't pick continue that, right? Or did we? Because we were, we were talking about her first steps to overcoming like yes. alcohol addictions. And then she was kind of saying it got worse. It got worse. And that was... I think that's where we left it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I like I said, Travis Wade, he's one of the big components of helping me with that. But before, before that, um, like before... Uh, my dad even took me to go to the um, advising appointment. Um, I kind of did realize, like, life just hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I'm very thankful that that happened. Um, and it definitely was a moment of, I'm wasting so much money on alcohol and nicotine. Um, I need to save my money for being able to move out of my parents' house and living a life, blah, 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 even if I am going to work a minimum wage job because the minimum wage in New Mexico fucking sucks. Ooh, yes, it does. Oh, my God. Man. New Mexico, raise that shit. God. Raise that shit. New Mexico, sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> I, I don't want to be sponsored by New Mexico. I'm sorry. Me neither. If New Mexico sponsors y'all, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's get Colorado to sponsor us. Oh they my paid God, off please. their debt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, it, it just, it kind of, reality hit me of i need to <laughs> no it's great oh man i love when you two just go off on a laughing fit it's fucking fabulous fabulous <laughs> and uh yeah i just i'm thankful that life hit me in that regard of i'm not gonna be able to survive on my own if i keep doing this um it was it was more like surviving on my own rather than just like surviving, which is a very weird thing. I think I've noticed that about myself that I care more about the way my life is rather than how my life or wait how my life is as opposed to how my life is gonna be. If that made any sort of sense, like I I genuinely don't care about myself as a person, but kind of living my life while I'm living it is more important to me. Yeah. So just like being happy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of living more in the moment <coughs> yeah which i feel like is an amazing trait being able to live in the moment but i feel like it also is like a struggle when you when you do have an addiction oh yeah because like you're not focused on future no nope. you don't you don't give <laughs> you don't care what happens next yeah you're like i'm here now might as well enjoy it yeah because that's mainly the side effects of alcohol and drugs is yeah. you enjoy it for the moment, but in the future it's it's a struggle and it, yep. the come down sucks or the hangover sucks. The withdrawals. Yep. Those are fucking awful. But you awful. don't plan for that because yeah. you're enjoying it in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So it's just... Yeah. So... Uh-oh. Interesting. So you're Uh-oh. living. Uh, so, I, I mean, as you can tell, I'm typing. I'm typing like notes here because I'm trying to, you know piece together different things and what you're saying i like, know <laughs> I guess, psychology like, major over here <laughs> what are you so. doing dr ian dr ian. That, that got very porno very quick <laughs> 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 oh 
I love that so much. They're good for it, honey. I just killed that room. I'm so. I, I apologize for anyone listening to this oh, podcast. I, I understand if you never want to have me on after this. Oh my god. I'm gonna call you Dr. E. I can't, man. It was, it, was more the, be... it was more the way I said it, too. Holy it like, shit. Oh my god. So glad we recorded that. I'm not. It's gonna be Dr. E from now on. I'm not gonna tell my mom the name of this podcast. I mean, Hiram was on the fucking floor <laughs> laughing. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Dr. Ian, that got porn hubby really quick. I'm going to start saying that. You <laughs> <laughs> got porn up. Really <laughs> oh, oh my God. You had a question? Either? I'm so glad we got that. We're so fucking glad. Oh, man. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was. Oh, my God. Good job, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's only fucking wet Sunday. <laughs> no. Last week, that made the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God. oh man i apologize to everyone that had to hear that <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing so so you said things got better when you started living by yourself because you couldn't afford the addictions anymore did i understand that correctly so i kind of yes i attempted to live on my own um i'm gonna say probably a year a year so the second year of my gap years okay <laughs> very fucking weird um i attempted i got an apartment uh very very poor apartment like it was fucking awful um i'm very afraid of bugs cucarachas well, in the corner uh, yes <laughs> dude spiders like everywhere and i was just oh fuck literally almost threw up when i saw just a nest of them i was like oh my god help i'm gonna burn myself with these spiders (laughs) um and uh yeah it was awful um but i attempted to live on my own and that definitely did not help with the addiction because i was like no i could do whatever i want which is like bitch you're 19 you should not be mm, 20 one of the two illegal (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, you you should not be like doing this you should not be trying to get with older men just to get alcohol um and by get with i mean just like lead them on and never <laughs> talk to them again <laughs> just so bad um they're going for a minor doesn't matter anyway not a minor how help <laughs> what are ages <laughs> um anyway uh so yeah then i realized wow i don't have enough money for either rent the electric or gas so i'm gonna have to live with one or the other um or live without one of them right and after two months of that literally was like i can't fucking survive like this so i stopped with the uh nicotine first because i felt like felt being the key term here that that would be the easiest uh it wasn't fun fact Mm. and uh eventually just kind of i pushed it enough out of my life that i was able to pay next month's rent gas and electric but i still had no money so then i moved back in with my uh, mom and dad at that point and was like well (laughs) <laughs> like i no matter what the addiction is uh i can't afford to live on my own especially because it was still like a hankering that i needed like i needed to have one or the other or better yet both mm. um so the rest of that year and then the third year i kind of uh 
got rid of it. Like I progressively drank less and less, had less and less nicotine. Um, didn't help that I was big into what little rave scene there is here. <laughs> um, <laughs> hence the MDMA. <laughs> um, yeah. But I the think rave scene, there is a rave scene. There is. It's very, very small. Um, it's not interesting yeah. at all. going to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, because of the, this leads into a whole another quote unquote addiction. It's not addictive, but um, MDMA, I use that to kind of help me get out of other addictions, which like I mentioned in earlier in the podcast, I do not have Kofi, Kofi help, help. <laughs> don't do drugs, <laughs> healthy coping mechanisms. Um, but I don't know. I generally don't know how it helped me or why, but it did. And I wasn't addicted to needing to drink alcohol every single day to function yeah. mm-hmm. or having nicotine. So it was, it was an odd contradiction in itself, kind of going on the rave scene, quote unquote rave scene yeah. and doing MDMA to kind of cope with those. Help, help with withdrawals. And yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. Actually, I think that was it. It like helped a lot with the withdrawals because mm, yeah. it did kind of get me to a nice peak. Um, and then, yeah, and then with MDMA, like if it's not laced or cut with anything, which is the main thing, uh, right. like getting it literally pure, it's not addictive because you reach either your first or second time, you reach the peak high, and from then it like dwindles and dwindles and dwindles, mm-hmm. and no matter how much MDMA you take, it's never going to reach that peak again. Mm-hmm. So it did help me kind of progressively get better and better with like, I guess, yeah, like you said, coping with the withdrawals a little bit more because then I'd be able to get to that high and then it wouldn't be as high. So I'd deal with like just a little bit of the withdrawal symptoms and then, right. so yeah, I guess that does make sense. I'd never really put that together. So you just weaned yourself off. Yeah. If Yeah. If that's an accurate summary. No, I, I think so. Yeah. I don't know how I had that much self-control to be quite honest. And, and that's what my next question would have been. Yeah. Is, yeah. What, 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 what was the deeper thing, the deeper motivation? Maybe there isn't one, but what made you want to be like, you know what? I'm weaning myself off of this. Is it because you wanted to live by yourself? I don't know. I don't think it was that. I genuinely don't know what it was. I think it was more kind of what we talked about a little bit before of I care about my quality of life more than how my life will be. Yeah. So okay. because I wasn't feeling the best going through those withdrawals, like my brain was just like, well, why not just not have the withdrawals? So, so the addiction wasn't like fun anymore. Would you say? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'll admit my dad and I are fucking weird ass people when it came to addictions. Cause I mentioned how my dad was weird of like caring for his family before the things. And then the way I handled my own addiction was not, Mm -hmm. it's not typical of how people handle their addictions. And a lot of people say, yeah, I fought my addictions because um, I didn't, like, I cared more about, I want to take care of my kids or whatever. And mine was just like, I just don't want to fucking deal with it anymore, mm-hmm. which is not normally what you hear. Typically people hit rock bottom Yeah. before they decide to make a change and you were just like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's also me with hobbies though. Just like <laughs> my mom taught me how to cross stitch. I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm going to a new hobby. <laughs> let's, let's do those diamond, like, what are they called? Oh. Like, put, like, diamonds on a sticky piece of paper and just, like, creates an image. Okay. Yeah, I, diamond I, paintings, I think they're called. Yeah. I have, like, eight of those in my room, I've realized. I'm just Ooh. like, what the fuck? Now I have to do these? Are you kidding me? I'm just... <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's my thing to, like, get bored with things. Yeah. 
And that's just, it's probably why I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, it's just, I, it is, it is a weird thing. I don't know why that was just enough for me to be like, I don't care to be addicted anymore. So I'm just going to stop. Because yeah, I feel that was very lucky of me. And I'll admit very naive. Like if I was more addicted, that could have been a really bad fucking hole for me to be in of just, oh, well, I'll just stop. And then get to something even worse yeah mm. yeah so i'm very i'm very fortunate with how i was able to get over my addiction as compared to a lot of other people who are struggling right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also if you are struggling uh there are people out there to help you please just don't be afraid to reach out if they don't understand fuck them find someone else because there are people like ian and Hiram and me that will do everything that we can to support you if you are willing to get help and that's kind of one of the biggest things is actually asking. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, maybe maybe you feel, like, ashamed. Maybe, like, I don't want to bring this up to people mm-hmm. because they'll be, like, disappointed in me. But more times than not, people will be ready to help you mm-hmm. and probably embrace you a lot kinder than you feel they will yeah and you know people want to see you get better and so act ask for help and and there'll be people there to help you out yeah yeah awkward silence (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) there goes dr ian (laughs) dr ian in the house Go ahead, drop your doors, bend over, and grab your ankles. <laughs> there are some people that can't grab their ankles. How rude. <laughs> All those like, inflexible folk. God. <laughs> am I being stiff-phobic? <laughs> what would you call anti-flexible-phobic? Remember, remember no. when I talked about getting porn-hubby? Stiff-phobic sounds like... It's getting porn-hubby? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet oh shit was there any questions that you had other than that i mean i want to go into different aspects of your life now just like exploring like noelle's life heavy breathing <laughs> but interesting that that's that's pretty cool i mean we hit on a lot of cool points you know and a lot of cool links between yeah. i mean addiction just covers so many damn aspects of your life and oh, yeah. and and the relationships are just like bi-directional too where they can things cause you to have an addiction or your addiction causes you to have different problems it's just amazing how that operates and it was interesting to see that in your own life too like it was thank you for sharing your story yeah, seriously of it's very interesting and i'm glad that you're sober and and trying for other addictions that you may have and i'm glad that you're following your dad's example Thanks. i mean you're graduating undergrad shit is done now oh. you can go into masters that do actual shit Get you want to do here. <laughs> yes and then and congrats congrats for that thanks and getting your doctoral degree i know it's gonna happen and oh, yeah. and i believe in you for real that's Thanks, being for real thank but you yeah. you will do it we believe in you thank you <laughs> i was like bitch i'm here too 
Yeah, Hiram, Hiram don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hiram's like, I want this bitch off my podcast now. <laughs> I felt nothing. <laughs> just, just kidding. Well, but thank yeah, you guys. It means thank a lot. you. Thank you for being willing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing everything. You know, yes. sometimes that's that's hard opening up and like sharing everything out there with a lot of people. I know you're more comfortable with it than most. Yeah. Like, thank you for sharing. Yeah, and being here we appreciate it and like like our main goal is to help other people mm-hmm. and i feel like your story is something that definitely can be helpful to other people and i hope hope it is mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. Oh, thank Super. you guys for having me i really appreciate it of course and that's that said the cat in the hat <laughs>